Taste Buds, today's House of Carbs brought to you by our good pals at Les Creuset. As you know, we have chefs on here, and those chefs are talking about sourcing the best quality ingredients and knowing suppliers. But it is just as important, and I know all of our chefs on the show will attest to this, that the right cookware and tools also be used. Les Creuset was the first to introduce beautiful color to the kitchen, and they are a pioneer in enameled cast iron. All cast iron is still made in France since 1925, almost 100 years ago. We're at work rapidly approaching 95. Each piece of cast iron is touched by 15 pairs of craftsmen's hands, original heirloom cookware backed by a lifetime warranty I made as described on the House of Carbs, a delicious chicken curry in this my five and a half quart Le Creuset. It's a beautiful red Dutch oven, and I highly recommend. You can get free shipping at lecreuset.com slash carbs with promo code carbs. It's L-E-C-R-E-U-S-E-T dot com slash carbs. Enter promo code carbs. They'll send you one of these beauties and not charge you for the shipping. Today's show also brought to you by our good pals at Yahoo Sports. Show me the football. Are you ready, Taste Buds, for live football on your phone with the Yahoo Sports mobile app? You got it. Watch local and primetime NFL games on your phone or tablet all season long. There's still a ton of football out there. Get the app on there. You never miss your local game. You never miss a big national matchup. All you need is the Yahoo Sports app. Get the Yahoo Sports mobile app and you are golden. Taste buds, my culinary comrades. We have done it. We are back. Welcome to another edition of House of Carbs, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. This is the podcast for the hungry people by the hungry people. I am your hungry host, Joe House. What a show we have for you today. I am coming to you live. From Los Angeles, California, I'm sitting here with my pal and compadre, my food news mama, Juliet Lippman, is sitting right here. I have so much to say about everything you just said. You've run through several different accents. It's been about 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And your food news mama? No, I don't accept that title. <laughs> food news friend? Friend? Okay. Let's listen. My manja mama? You don't like mama. I no. think mama's the issue. Mama is no. the issue. That's, That's weird. You know how what a term of affection it is on the East Coast? You're an East Coaster. I know. All right. I get it. It's, it's all good. I just I, think it's, it's too my weird. Italian blood. You see the blood course. You can see all of the. If you were walking down the street, me. I would never be like, oh, that guy's Italian. Oh, what would you say? That's interesting. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm dark. I'm not are? swarthy, but I mean, brown hair, brown eyes. Olive-ish skin, olive-ish, I just think you look like a white guy. Okay, sure. That's fine. I'll accept that. 
I don't, not, that, not that I have a picture of what an, an Italian man looks like in my head, but it's not like, oh, so, Joe kinda, House, he's Italian. Kind of seems like you do have a picture of what an Italian <laughs> man looks like. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you're saying no, but I kind of think you do. Well, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it. I don't know, maybe like a Jersey Shore character. Okay, sure. Yeah, I do not look like Paulie. You don't look like Mike the Situation Sorrentino. I, I, have I do you, not look like the Situation. Have you watched Jersey Shore? Uh, I didn't get reconnected with it. Because Mike, who's going to prison as yeah. of two weeks ago, he doesn't drink anymore. But he supplemented his his like intake of drugs and alcohol with food. So whenever they go out for dinner, which they do a lot... He orders like one of everything on the menu. It's is hilarious. He, is he fat Mike? Kinda. Calls, oh. him, calls himself Big Daddy Sitch. Well, it feels like. It's a great show. Highly recommend it. I, I mean, uh, that really feels like a House of Carbs kind of angle. He feels like a, a real com- compatriot. Well, unfortunately, I think he's not available for interviews until after his sentence. Well, but... the other thing is uh, he ain't going to be eating one of everything in prison. I don't think. Who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm honestly bummed out about it. I hope he's able to stay clean. But You and me both. Hungry homies. Juliet and I are talking at the beginning, the outset of, of this week's House of Carbs. Uh, let me just say this to you. Get used to it. Yes. We're going to try and, you know, lots of times Juliet and I check in with each other. What's going on in your food life? I share with you what's <laughs> happening in my food life. Where have you been? What have you eaten? We're going to kick off the show with that conversation because it's going to give us an opportunity with a new feature, uh, the best thing I ate this week. So uh, I have something to share, but I'm interested. Do you have anything? Was there anything noteworthy so far about your week uh, eating wise? Yes. It's just, yes. They're just personal news. I'm interested. For two days in a row, I had a meatball sub for a meal. Wow. <laughs> I think I've shared before. You That's like my favorite thing to eat. You have. Yeah. It's true. Sometimes Where it's like, is it from? The first one was on Sunday, in which I watched eight episodes of The Challenge. Oh, my God. And the film, The Way We Were. And I took a break. I, I, I don't know. I hibernated for the weekend. It was fantastic. Is, what a great life. I had friends come over. It was really fantastic. Um. I went to this place, Tomato Pie, which there's one in Silver Lake. There's one on Melrose. It's really good. Have you ever been there? No, but I just love the name. Yeah, I love the really idea good. of a meatball sub from the Tomato Pie. Come yeah. on. It's like kind of East Coasty, and they have pizza, yeah. pasta. Oh, they, yeah. like they have baked ziti, which is not that easy to find in L.A. And Well, right, because carbs in L.A. don't go together. Yeah, and it's also just like if they do, it's like a fancy pasta. Blah, like, blah, let me tell you about that, where this is sourced. I don't care blah, that's where it's sourced blah. from. Anyway, I went there to get um, meatball sab. It was really fucking good. And then last night I got home. I'd gone to Soul Cycle. I was really hungry. Yes, ma'am. And I ordered in one from Little Dom's because I had a credit on Caviar. Little, Big shout out to Caviar. Shout out to Caviar. N- noted House of Carbs uh, uh, food delivery mechanism. Yeah. Um, what is the, the, what is it called? Little Carm? Little Doms. Little Doms. It's like a Los Feliz institution. It's pretty good for a celebrity sighting. There's like one booth oh. where they often put a celebrity in there, but it's like a neighborhood restaurant. It's not fancy. Neighborhood restaurant, not fancy, highly legit meatball sauce. Yeah. I actually like the tomato pie one better, but this was good too. My roommate just got right hired now. at tomato pie. I had to say oh it. Oh my this God. Morning. Wow. Wow. He just got hired On this Melrose morning. or yeah. Silver Lake? Melrose. Fair oh my God. Kyle, yeah. how about meatball subs all around? Yeah. I love tomato pie. Yeah, me That's too. That's dope. Yeah. Isn't it really good? Yeah. They, Have you had the meatballs? I haven't had the meatball. Their pizza's great. They're though. really good. Also, yeah, it's very East Coasty, right? Their, their their shirts say East Coast flavor. He's got four shirts that say East Coast yeah. flavor. Yeah, I and want. We need to connect with these people. Really good. Also, the thing that I love about tomato pie is even when I don't want to fill meatball sub, you can just get a side order of meatballs. You can get two or four. Boom. Boom. These are people with the East Coast mentality. They get it. You know that they, they get they it. They get it. 
Because like you could be in like some crappy strip mall anywhere in the Northeast when you're at Tomato Pie, and I love it. Do you do pizza by the slice there? Yes. Good. Of course. I lose respect for you if you don't have pizza by the slice. How I, about you know, this? There's a little bit of respect. As I've said before, I also live across the street from a pizza by the slice place, Garage Pizza. Kyle, have you been there? No. It's open till 3 a.m. I'm sure you'll go one really? day. Yeah. I got to get out of my bubble. Yeah. It's really good. It's like, that's essential to me. I want to I drop this, and I don't know whether or not it's an option because I've never been to Tomato Pie, but we're going to rectify that wrong. Here's my mashup right out of the box. When I'm going in, when I go to Tomato Pie, I'll probably order two things. I'm going to order Meatball Sub on your strong recommendation but the other thing i'm going to order four meatballs and a slice i want a slice of mushroom slice a big one i hope it's a nice big slice i'm taking four meatballs i'm putting three of those meatballs on my slice of mushroom i'm slicing myself with a plastic knife i'm gonna fold that sucker up i'm gonna have a delicious meatball because the meatballs have been cooked separately they're in a separate container they weren't baked with the pizza i love that pre-cooked meatball vibe yeah and then i have one ball left on the side for my dessert dessert. well i will say for my personal challenge marathon which was fantastic and now i'm caught up i I thought i was like a few episodes behind i was super behind yes i also got um, a side of garlic knots so for dinner i had garlic knots that like I had picked up with my meatball sub. Spectacular. It was a great Sunday. I have to tell you, all this talk is quite appropriate for today's show, my hungry homies. We oh. we sit down with the podfather himself since I was I'm I'm here. I'm adjacent to his office. He and I had occasion to compare notes uh just very briefly on the pasta bar experience. And so oh. we do 40 minutes on the pasta bar, how you might elevate it, all the all the ways to correct correct ways to think about it, our past life with the pasta bar. We go deep on the pasta bar. That's great. Let's get into it, and then I'll come back at the end for food news. I can't wait. All right, my taste buds, we are blessed and honored. I am in Los Angeles, California, sitting in the offices of the pod father himself. Bill Simmons is our guest on House of Carbs today. We're doing a lot of media. We're taping this during uh, NBA Palooza. Yeah. But the good thing about pasta bars is they can be tape delayed for your belly. (laughs) It's true. So uh, just to set the context for all you hungry homies, I was in New York City uh, about three weeks ago. I was up for a charity event and I uh, happened to enjoy at the charity event a delicious pasta bar experience. And I came from that charity event into New York. Bill Simmons happened to be there. I said to him, I just came from this great event. Uh, they had a pasta bar there. And, and the next crazy. thing you know, we had a, nuts. it was like a 35 minute conversation. He said, we, we need to, we need to podcast this. We need it wasn't to talk 35 about minutes because we stopped before it became one. We said we did the save it for the pot. It was going to be a 35 minute conversation. I got so That's passionate. Right. I mean, there's very few things you could have said to me <laughs> that would have gotten me more excited than pasta bar. It's a surprising thing, right? So blowjob bar would have gotten wow. me excited. I don't, I'm trying I think to think. That's the first time that's showed up tequila, on House of Carbs. Nobody has said. Bar. Nobody said no, blowjob bar. House I, I of kid, Carbs. Before. I kid. I kid. The House of Carbers out there, <laughs> but yeah, pasta bar. I've, it's only happened to me a couple of times, and I actually remember where it happened to me. Let's hear it. I don't actually. I just oh. I, you see. I was hoping you wouldn't call me out. No, I went to a <laughs> wedding once that had a pasta bar. Yeah, so which is a weird move because. People are dressed up and like a lot can go wrong with the pasta bar. That's the rub of the pasta bar is spilled pasta, splatter tomato sauce. 
Well, let, let me let me get your thoughts on this. Here's, yeah. here's my orientation with the pasta bar. And I believe this is true for many of, of the eaters across this great country of ours. It is a, a relic of our college experiences. There are in every college town a, a, across this great country well, of let's go, let's go of really ours, backwards then. Right? Let's, yeah, this no, is what let's I'm go saying. back. Oh, let's, take, let's take the audience back to Worcester, Massachusetts right, in, the right. late, in the early 90s. You know where I'm going. Go ahead. Well, this, this is, you know, uh, I'll, we'll describe our experience because I believe this is consistent with the experience of lots of folks across this country. It's been going on for 30 years, 40 years, the very inexpensive. So for us, it was Papa Gino's. Papa Gino's on Wednesday nights. Well, it was, there was a Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday night. Okay. No, no. Tuesday night was all you can eat pizza. That's right. That's right. Wednesday night was all you can eat pasta. Yes. And the move was to play basketball and then go eat the pasta, which, by the way, we had totally wrong. We should have eaten the pasta, waited two hours, and then played the basketball when the carbs from the pasta stuck in. Well, we, and, we and then gone back and had more pasta. <laughs> That's what we should have done. We replaced the calories we lost after we sweated out for two and a half hours by not eating beforehand. That was the good by old then, days. By then eating just a crap load of pasta Nobody would nobody would advocate this strategy. But we didn't know any better. It was back when the metabolism was such it barely mattered. All those carbs provided the uh, sustenance, the the uh, underlying fabric for the beer that was going to be drunk. Because Wednesday night was also Wednesday night was a good drinking. Yeah, great drinking night at at Holy Cross. So you didn't have any money in college, and I didn't either. But I had the ability to repeatedly ask my parents for money by telling them a sob story how I was broke. (laughs) So. One of us always had enough to do the Papa Gino's. I think it was only five dollars. Yeah, it was like six ninety nine. It was all it was, you can eat. It might have been. Yeah, I feel like it might have been four ninety nine. And it, you have to remember, this is in the eighties. For Christ's sake, it was. Yeah, we're talking eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. We used to go. It was in Auburn, the town over from Worcester. Yes, they would mass produce the pot. The pizza was always a better bet because you really can't like speed rush pizza. You have to cook it. The pasta, we don't know what was going on. The sauce. There's just <laughs> it didn't really matter. There might have been chemicals in the sauce. Like did, we definitely would have a headache after we finished. I don't know why exactly. I don't remember the choices. And this is what was spaghetti or ziti. Yeah, that's right. But just with red, there was no other sauce no, choice. It was red Do you sauce. recall? I don't they recall there being an Alfredo offering. There was they no. They gave pesto you like offering. a really stale piece of garlic bread with it. Yeah, yeah. It was wonderful. It was great. I let there be no doubt. I I I I, I ride forever for Papa Gino's pasta bar. Our favorite words in college were all you can eat. Those, those were the the four most important words in my I told this story in this podcast before the ground round that time. I mean, that the mistake of having all you can eat buffalo wings. And we went after you played basketball. We watched Bernard King on the Bullets play the Celtics. So good. For two hours as you ate wings. And I think you had like 70 wings. I had a lot of wings. 60 and 70. It was good. It was a good number. And Bernard King and Larry Bird were playing, and it was one of the great nights of my life. I, I, and then I think you were in a coma for it like wasn't, a month. It wasn't Bernard King's 55-point night. I wasn't trying to eat a wing for every point Bernard no. scored, but that'd be a fun That'd be a fun. No, that game. would have been a good one. Yeah, that's a fun one. So yeah, Papa Gino's, that was the old school. Now, what had the pasta bar when we were in college was our college, Holy Cross. Sure, that's right. They would have the pasta bars every once in a while, but it was... Uh, it wasn't really advanced, but I think I've been to one wedding that had like one that was done correctly. So here, here and it was so that the question for this podcast is how do you do this correctly? Yeah, I think there is an opportunity to elevate the pasta bar. 
Yeah. Because the experience that I had at this charity function, I was at a nice club. I played golf and we raised a ton of money for um, the, the Catholic Big Sister, Big Brother program. Listen, we don't care about York. charity. We care about pasta. We don't care about good deeds here. We're talking about bellies. Um, the choices <laughs> were very thoughtful okay, in terms them. of the ingredients. So you had three sauce choices. They had a pesto can I sauce. Guess? Oh, I, would, I wanted to guess. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You can guess. I would have guessed tomato, Alfredo, and pesto. Right. That's right. Those are the three. So like a marinara, an Alfredo, and a pesto. But it, ideally, I would want five choices. Okay. Let's hear the other I two. would also want the arrabbiata. Sure. And what's the fifth choice? Well, you can, could, you can kind of do like a butternut squash. I don't know. That's really uh, well, a thing. There are there are varieties of cream sauces you can do. No, like you got a vodka. That's taking a, oh, a red sauce and a cream sauce and then putting in kind of the, the vodka. So that's, I mean, there are a bunch of varieties, but the three I basics. I love vodka. <laughs> no, the penne vodka. Yeah, penne a la vodka. No, that's wonderful. But then the same is true of the arrabbiata, by the way. Arrabbiata. If you have, if you start that's with the, the marinara, you can, you can spice that sucker up. Yeah. You can, they'll have red pepper flavor. Flakes if you're at a fancy enough kind of establishment. This establishment was fancy enough. By the you, way, if you really want to do the arrabbiata correctly, yeah. you put the pepper flakes in and all that stuff, but you also cook it with the spicy sausage and then you take the sausage out and you don't tell the Nazi vegans and all the people who That's rude. Meat. No, you don't tell them. We you, don't do that. They There's, don't have to know. What's the term of art who, for that? There's we, a term of art for that. Are, are we really Are we really hurting them? Are we hurting them if yes. they don't know? Yes. What they don't know doesn't hurt them. Yes, it does. We just yes. don't tell them. We take the sausages do right out. Oh, I don't do that. It's called Kyle. spiking or something. You take the sausages out. It's like spiking. Or <laughs> what? It's I not think like that's they're what it's allergic called. to sausage. They'll never know. They're like, wow, this they is really know. spicy. They spiking vegans. That's if, what it is, spiking vegans, right? If you're a spiking vegans, that's, that's a whole term of art, and people don't like it. I don't, we don't well, advocate that. That's Bill Simmons, the podfather. Well, that's why I'm not the host of House of Carbs, and you <laughs> that's are. Right. That's why I'm just We, guess. on House of Carbs, do not endorse spiking vegans. And that's not the only it. way to create a delicious arrabbiata, by the way. Well, it's the best way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you've ever had really awesome french fries, there's a really good chance. They're cooked in duck fat. That's kind of pretty Sorry, much vegans. Pretty but if true. Next time you're really dipping into an awesome, awesome, incredible French fry, you better think I, twice about I it. I just want to be clear. I endorse uh, the <laughs> vegan diet. I, I love the variety of options available in that in that diet. Um, it's not a diet that I personally Can I give you pursue. my favorite? Go ahead. The vegan who also smokes cigarettes. That's to me, is the one. perfect storm of what the fuck are you doing and what's going on. <laughs> I mean, are there a lot of those folks? So why is somebody vegan? Um, for a combination of health Could be and- Could diet, health, health. ethical, moral. Ethical, moral. Uh, um, uh, environmental. A lot of people are, are thinking that, that, you know- uh, Okay, where do cigarettes fit into all of this? Not, right, right. I, I don't know any vegan cigarette smokers. Yeah, there's a couple in California. You know who you are. <laughs> Kyle's probably dated one or seven of them. I Yeah. One for sure. You dated a vegan cigarette Most smoker recently. What yeah. was her? What, well, uh, vegetarian, not vegan. She's a vegetarian oh. cigarette smoker. What was what was the the line of thought there? Well, she's, because animals. Yeah. See, I didn't realize that animals have to die for me to have what? my hunger satiated. How dare you? How dare me? Oh yeah. my god! What about Let's the cigarette? Not the best bar. person to argue with about oh, it. No. I got it. <laughs> so back to the pasta bar. I think five or six, but I think you need the vegan sauce to take care of the vegans. Well, that the, 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 so you got the, your your lame butternut squash idea is well, actually a great idea. Marinara is also, uh, you know, now nah, they'll basic probably tomato. find some way to be against that. <laughs> so here here's the the experience I had that I think really could 
be done and replicated and really elevate the pasta bar. Um, first of all, I love the customize option. So you walk up to a person and you look at them in the eye yeah, and you describe- the, chef, the pasta bar chef. The pasta bar chef. Uh, There's no sommelier though, right? Is there well, a sauce sommelier? Can ooh, I, is, I, can like I interest you in a, in a penny vodka what circa 2018? What would we call them? The pasta maillet? The sauce, sauce Sus, sommelier. Saucy maillet. Remember I take you to Cabot's and Newton, the, the ice cream sommelier, remember? That was wonderful. So like, can I rec recommend you a pistachio? A delicious pistachio. <laughs> I know. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> we have a delicious pistachio Guess what? Tonight. It was effing delicious. <laughs> yes, it was a great, great, great recommendation. Right. It was a great recommendation by the, the ice, ice cream sommelier. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, this is the thing, right? If you had somebody there to help you, and this is the the, the pasta chef, him or herself, could play this role. And uh, it so happened. Now, I'm not going to name drop. Am I going to name drop? Yeah. I was there with Adam Rappaport, the editor in chief of Bon Appetit magazine, who might have been through a pasta bar or two in his day. Yeah. So he walks up there, and he knows he has a clear sense of what flavor profile he wants in his mouth. The brother says. I want sausage. Okay, bam. The guy got a little uh, uh, olive oil in the pan. The sausage goes in. Puts the marinara in there? No, 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 no. What, what Rappo was in the mood for was a green experience. So he, he started with sausage. Pesto came in. Broccoli, small broccoli chunks came in. Oh, he whipped up a little little batch on the pan. This is it. Almost like an omelet bar. Yes, this is exactly what it is. And this is why the pasta bar deserves right. to be elevated. Now, listen. Wait a second. Listen to that, Rappo. Can I be a counter? Go ahead. That sounds like there's a line now. Well, well, well you can always handle I got, I got Adam Rapport being a shithead. Like, <laughs> no, oh, these sauces aren't good enough for how me. How dare you? Can you make my, can I get my own sauce with broccoli and sausage and pesto? And now look, everyone's waiting for him for look, 10 minutes. These places have been around the block once or twice. He's got two pans in front of him. So he's cooking for two. True. Like right the omelet bar. Right. Yeah. And how about this? You could have two people. If your pasta bar was so great that people were coming to your place, you could have two chefs and three pans in front of each of them. Six people are getting their customized pasta all at once. Three chefs. Three chefs, nine pans. So how much pre-made sauce is there? Um, because that's one of the things it that- a, It was a, a reasonable Where the pasta bar container. can go wrong is like they made the sauce the night before and it's just in a big, three big giant pots- Right, right. What we, I don't want that. I no. want fresh on that, command. This is these are the key elements of a successful pasta bar. This is why you and I are hashing this out for the hungry yeah. homies, right? So it's got to be a sufficient quantity to address however many people are going to come through in say a half hour. But you have to have somebody in the back churning the fresh stuff. Both the Alfredo, you can't have Alfredo sitting. Pesto can sit for a little bit. Um, it's okay. But the same thing is true of marinara. The fresh doses of that as, as the base right. of what you're really trying to achieve. And then the important thing, your proteins. Now, this place uh, had bacon and sausage, but you can go crazy, right? You could have a delicious pancetta. You could have a linguica. You Bacon have... doesn't have a lot of place in Italian. Well, what's carbonara? That's where it has its place. Sure, that's don't, a place. Don't get all crazy with the pasta bar chef and be like, can I get a rabbiata but put bacon in it? Well, the, the, like, Be careful. The bacon was supposed to to sort of serve the, the role of the pancetta, which you might, you know, pancetta you might stick in a red. I have Not pan, a lot of people go for that. But so, I have know. pancetta ranked over the bacon. And no no meatballs, by the way, at this pasta bar. Well, where so do you stand on whether or not you do a meatball at a pasta bar? I mean, um, where do I stand on America being the greatest country in the world? <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of question is that? 
I want meatballs. I want lots of meatballs and sausages. And How are we I don't doing want it like fresh? How are we doing it fresh? Little this is tight my question. meatballs. Have somebody in the back making meatballs okay. all day. Okay. Put a lot of okay. bread in them. If we're gonna have Keep an elevated, the and yeah, if we're gonna uh, have an elevated pasta bar experience, you want the full array. Well, how many people are gonna be at the bar? So let's say this is a wedding. No, well, uh, let's not say it's another way. Or let's a say it's at a restaurant. Event. We're trying to innovate oh, here. Re- oh, you you want to open a pasta bar restaurant? Going. Yes, okay. I think there's a a place. Now, the restaurant doesn't have to be entirely a pasta bar. That seems tough. Although we are in this fast casual mode where people, I just don't know if there's enough diversity of it if it fits like the the health thing that people are going for with well, fast so casual. If this is a restaurant, this gets interesting because now you can do gluten free pasta. Sure, no which reason opens not up to. a whole bunch of people, makes them feel a little bit healthier. About the whole thing. You could also, there's there's like a chicken parm subplot, sure, possibly. Sure, there is. That's on the side. That's like chopped up. Maybe it's not the whole entree, yeah, but you can be get grilled. Like, you can have grilled chicken if there's a health conscious vibe. Now, that's not I chicken parm. Too health conscious. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But maybe the, maybe some falafel for the vegans can eat that. That's, some vegan parmesan. Don't don't talk shit to the vegans. The vegans can eat nah, pasta. The vegans are. The vegans can eat. Uh, vegans well, they can can't eat, settle down. They can eat because there's a lot of pasta that's not made with egg. But here's the interesting thing uh, in terms of the healthfulness. And this was an experience we had at this event. You can tell the pasta bar chef how much pasta you want in. You dictate the ratio. Right. What's the ratio I like of more ingredients? Sauce, less pasta. pasta. Yes. Yeah. Like I want more sausage. I want more broccoli. I want half that amount of farfalle. I want, uh, this is part of the thing too. Like you can really go crazy with the sub elements, the ingredients, and when you put them in, how about a nice dollop? I'm holding up like a quarter size of garlic, fresh chopped garlic. When am I going to put that in? Am I going to put it at the very beginning? Do I want it at the end? And what what sauce do I want that with? If you put that in with pesto, and you're having a that's that's a bad breath broccoli. Combo for the this le- is it for the for the broccoli ages. sausage pesto. And this is a, this is a trick I learned from Rappo. This is why I had to give the shout out. Drop of cream, just a drop, like a drop of that Alfredo Ooh. sauce, as a creaminess, a creamy mm. pesto with that garlic and the broccoli and the sausage. Now that is a mouthful of food, but maybe you only want four mouthfuls because you know. You're, you're hoping you're going to be with a loved one at some point later in the evening. You cannot eat a pound and a half of that delicious yeah, meal I just tough. described and then be with your loved one because you're going to smell like that for the next 12 hours. That's one of the great things with the meatballs, especially if they breaded them, is they absorb the bad breath from the other stuff. They can. They can yeah, play they that can. buffering role. They really can. An important breath buffer. So I, another big thing that we haven't talked about yet is the consistency of the pasta. Sure. Because what you don't want is for them to make the pasta two hours earlier and the penne is all stuck together. Right. You almost you almost need like another two people who have the small pots and that like if you ever bought like the stuff from because we do it, I'm making fun of the vegans and I like gluten free pasta. So feel free to give me shit. By the way, the vegans, it's it's just fun. Like take the teasing. We're just teasing. <laughs> it's fine. The vegans have no sense of humor. Part of the problem is everybody gets so bent out of shape about everything. It's like, why can't we tease you? Nobody can be teased anymore. It's like, hey, you don't understand. You don't understand. This is a choice. It's like, settle down. Look, you're so uncomfortable now. I'm defending the vegans. I'm, I, I, I don't think that's a defend or an offense. It's I, just I, like, what, can, we can't tease people? We can you tease and I tease people. people all the time. We do tease people all the time. But I get teased for cigarettes all the time. With the, yeah. The choice. I tease Kyle House, constantly. Um, with the gluten-free pasta. If you buy like the small little boxes, yes, 
and you put that on the thing of boiling water, it cooks in like a minute. Uh-huh. Or if you buy like the really fresh pasta, it's almost kind of pre-made. So I would think you need the two extra people that are like, I'd like the ravioli. It'd be great. Puts in the thing. As they're making the sauce, somebody else is making. So there's almost like two people working on your plate. Well, that's interesting. That's a different thing. You said I want ravioli. that ravioli right away. So ravioli is its own animal. Anything like a tortellini or ravioli that's a mm, stuffed pasta, tortellinis. that needs to be like pre-cooked and, and really kept in some kind of container where those those individual morsels cannot all congeal and convene. Can't, congealing bad. No, and that so, was a Papagino's mistake. The pasta the, would actually congeal together almost like an alien that was like gaining, and the, and gaining cells. To, to their credit, they did not care. They, no, they served didn't care it that way to us. If you want to break up this giant pasta ball that you just dumped on your plate, take some sauce, pour it in there, yeah. and take your fork. Now, here's well, the interesting- why they put the chemicals in the tomato sauce. Sure. It would uncongeal the pasta. <laughs> to, to, to break down <laughs> Pasta Mountain. Here's the interesting thing about that customized experience at a pasta bar. Um, putting it into a pan with ingredients, the addition of heat and some kind of oil or butter- has the effect for the next that all by itself will will um, render the, the the pasta more malleable. It, yeah. it recharges it. It refreshes it. I'm sure Chef David Chang could give us the uh, chef scientific ex- it's uh, like explanation. Vaginal rejuvenation, but for pasta. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> well, now, now that made me uncomfortable. Pasta, now I'm just gonna. Now is, I'm just gonna try. It's a pasta rejuvenation. Pasta rejuvenation. Pasta rejuvenation. <laughs> It's pasta rejuvenation. That's as far as we're going with it. It's pot and 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 if you have like a small enough, like see, you have a, a dozen penne's in there, right? Mm. Bang! They're ready so fast, but it is the, as though they just came out because they're they're with the ingredients. They're yeah. all mixed in. They're recharged and they're, and they're recharged. enlivened. They're 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 al dente and ready for your they're pleasure. Repastas al dente and ready for your pleasure. This the best the best thing about the pasta bar, which we haven't even really talked about yet, other than the on-demand stuff. Why can't I have three different choices on the same plate? Glorious. So if they so had, glad you made this. If point. they had some pre-made stuff that was, you know, every half hour they're pre-making stuff. So there, here's like a little fettuccine alfredo. Sure. And here's some penne arrabbiata. Yes. And I don't know, so uh, tortellini and vodka, whatever. And you just go and you do the, the three on the plate and do a little mix and match. Little so sample sizer. The important thing there is to one That's of your- That's a Joe House favorite. That is a Joe House favorite. Let there be no doubt. You cannot, to your earlier point, be a dick and walk up there and try and take over two of the pans and have the pasta chef prepare fresh versions of those two things. So if you want to yeah, you gotta augment- make a, The chef only can do one it. thing. You want to supplement- the pasta bar experience by having a couple of pre-assembled choices that are right there and that are under some kind of heating element um, that allows them to uh, retain their fresh consistency. And you order your own customized pasta experience so you can have a delicious pesto and sausage and cream and garlic and sausage bite in one, on the one hand. And on the other hand, right adjacent to it, there is a nice dose of fresh arrabbiata, perhaps with a little pancetta added in there. And those two can go on the same plate. Culinary comrades, quick break. I want to tell you about the Jules sous vide. You can host the most Delicious dinner party ever with the Jules sous vide. With Jules, it's easy to make incredible steak 
chicken, pork, veggies, even desserts. There's no guesswork whatsoever because it's sous vide. Food is never under or overcooked, and you can host the most amazing parties without stress because cooking with Jules is hands-free. You step away from the kitchen. You hang out with your guests. You relax. You have a sip. You have two sips. You focus on your party, and when it's time to bring the food on, if the temperature is sitting there, it's perfect. Guests running late? Not to worry. Jules heats food to the exact right temperature and it holds it there so it's ready to eat whenever you are ready perfectly cooked carrots mini jars of pumpkin pie and the best thanksgiving turkey i'm talking get yourself a giant pot for your 16 pound bird the jules sous vide will cook it up it's the best you've ever had it's a snap seriously if you're looking for inspiration you can cook from 100 step by step oh my goodness not 100 this is over 100 100 plus step-by-step recipes in the video rich Jules app. Make yourself restaurant quality food at home with the Jules sous vide. I am still making once a week a delicious blackened salmon filet. I prepare it with the Jules sous vide. I take it out, I put it, I give it a flash of heat in a small frying pan with a dose of the blackened seasoning. It comes out perfect. It's got a nice crispiness. The temperature inside is perfect because Jewel gave it to me that way. To get yours, you visit chefsteps.com slash Jewel and use code CARVES. Oh, I didn't even know the deal. $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E and code CARBS for $15 off. Jewel, perfect food every time. You, I have seen you do this with Chinese food. Oh, yes. Your philosophy is basically, it's going to end up in my stomach altogether anyway. Why can't we just start now? Well, I love the diversity of taste. This is the thing. Yeah. We haven't even talked. We went to dinner last night at, at Major Domo. You helped me. Uh, you eased me into my ma- first Major Domo We should experience. talk about that. I'm not going to say that I lost my Major Domo virginity. Uh, oh, I just did. Um, here's the thing. That experience, so many unexpected uh, flavors, pr- uh, textures, Colors. I was just so surprised. You were delighted, surprised. Well, I so we stumbled onto something really magical last night. Yeah, we had the APL short ribs, which I've had almost every time I've been there, and they're really great. And you can put them in lettuce wraps and put the special Sam sauce on it, and you can put the kimchi. I put kimchi. I um, did Sam. You could have the little rice cakes, whatever. Usually that's the closer, and then you have dessert. There was radish with jalapeno. We had four people: our friend Chan and our friend Hubbard. We decided to get the chicken afterwards. Oh, my God. They had this boiled chicken that really sounds like, oh, why would I get that? I'm at Major Domo. I want something like more fancy that has a little more oomph to it. They show you the chicken. It looks like they just killed it like 10 minutes ago. Sorry, it's vegans. A, well, it's a boiled chicken. It's a boiled it chicken. It comes out boiled. The vegans wouldn't like this part. But they, they, they disappeared the chicken. They come back, and it's cut into these perfectly um, perfect big meaty slices yes. prepared two different ways right? with rice underneath. And it's just delicious. And we're like, wow, this is great. Thanks so much. And they're like, hold on. We have a second version of the same entree. We took the chicken and we made a delicious soup out of oh. it. So now we're like ready to throw up. We've eaten so much. Speak for yourself. And then they come out with these soups 
Yes. And it was this healing broth. It right. was like the best version of chicken soup you've ever had in your life. And somehow none of us were stuffed anymore afterwards. As in, I felt great. I slept great. I woke up great. It, it was all because of the soup as the closer. It was a revelation. It is a testament to Chef Chang's constant innovation. Now, I don't know if he recommends a, no, an order. I, no, I think we invented it. Oh, you're, you're giving us credit for I'm this. Absolutely giving us credit. We invented something <laughs> at Major Domo. Okay. We had the, we, the, the closer of the chicken soup. That's, this is the thing. It, it is. It was like having. It was like what do they when Westbrook gets the injection, the platelets in his <laughs> knee because he's having knee trouble. It was like a platelet injection of food. Well, the the, the blue, beautiful thing is the ratio of kind of um, hearty ingredients to broth is absolutely perfect in the soup, as you would expect. It's a it's a pretty much like a two thirds to maybe three quarters broth to to um, heavy stuff. Uh, calm and you are you, the, the person they give it to you to lay self ladle and right. cr- all credit to Chris Chen. Chris Chen did a masterful ladling, good job. ladling, great ladling. Lots of but they. Give I'm glad you, that was the only time in his night that a ladle was involved. Just for the record, was, as far as we know, yes, yeah, <laughs> we didn't know. We we parted ways with it, but eleven o'clock. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows, who knows if what, a ladle came ladles back later? We're still in his future <laughs> last night. But the beautiful thing is, like the pot that they bring it in has enough sauce that every I mean sauce broth that. Everybody can enjoy. It's so and rich. And- the restorative, recuperative powers of broth, a proper broth at the end of a meal to coat your stomach. And it just set the perfect stage. Are you going to have dessert? The answer is always yes. Am I going to sleep all tonight? Am I going to wake up feeling good tomorrow? The, the, all of those things were answered by the broth. And the magical thing is we... We're being sensible about it. I think you were able to take a little bit home with you. I did. It appeared to me to be the very You're going to eat it tomorrow night as we watch basketball. The most perfect breakfast food. Waking up and having a delicious broth first thing in the morning, the nourishing effect of that, what it does to stimulate the neurons. I mean, I'm on on this uh, vitamin B super complex that you turned me on to. The stress B. Oh, stress B is just terrific. It's great. I can't believe it. We should have carbs about that. Yeah. uh, but, But stress B complex... Along with a nourishing chicken soup, I'm ready to tackle the day. So, I can talk House of Carbs all day long. Yeah, I've, I feel great as well. And if we were in a castaway Tom Hanks situation and you could only have one food with you the whole time, I think I would pick the chicken soup. It's not even close. It's not even close. Because that would just be restored the whole time. I wouldn't even blood. care if survivors came. Lifeblood. Yeah. It's a lifeblood. It did feel like there were platelets and weird stuff in there. I don't know what was going it's just on. Sus- but back to the pasta bar. Um what Let's are the finish pastas? it off. Let's well, finish what, it off. So what pastas do we have? We have we had three, three do you choices. Have spaghetti because I have a, this is one of my hottest takes and I'm half Italian. I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> I love it when you do this. I'm kind of anti-spaghetti. Why? Just explain spaghetti to me. Spaghetti was a bad idea that kind of took root. Wrong. It's just long, stringy spaghetti that you have to twirl. Like, you have to work. Guess what I don't have to work at? Penne. It's already been done. I just stick my fork and I put it in my mouth, and then I get to have another bite. But I don't have to work. It doesn't splash on me. This may be reflective of, of your personality. You might be a person when it comes to your food. You're an instant gratification kind of person. You, no, it's you not even instant gratification. Build. Why well, look, do I have to work at because my entree when I could just have the entree? The, the, the eating experience can be 
of five senses exploration. It can be a full adventure. And the time it takes to twirl and the tactile uh, engagement of, of that twirl and trying to get the proper ratio of sauce and maybe a chunk of meat into that twirl, and it's into your nose, and you're looking down at it. So you're saying it's, it's the... You're salivating. Yes. All of your senses are engaged Great. I'd in the spaghetti twirl. Um, you can have penne. Your instant gratification. Well, at least we're gonna admit. Stab it and stick it, brother. Stab it and stick it. That's your style. Some of us like to take our time. It's the difference. Well, I'm not going to do this to you because we're at our advanced stage right now. In our previous lives, this may be a, a, the difference in our sex lives. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Jesus. Oh we can't talk about vegans, but we can talk about compare spaghetti to sex lives. You compared the 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 pasta rejuvenation to vaginal rest restoration. Well, what that, are you talking that was about? A great comparison. Though. You did that. Um, <laughs> can we at least agree that angel hair pasta is the worst? What the hell is that? I don't, I'm not a fan. I think it has a place. You know, when Impossible it, to cook. Way too thin. It cooks super fast. It can go so wrong. It gets hard. If, it's it, just, if you're just doing it with, with, with olive oil and fresh tomatoes, it has, it's like a nice light summer thing. You can't have too much. It gets clumpy. It's hard to, to fashion. If you just want a super light basil, fresh crushed tomato, olive oil, angel hair pasta sort of provides like the plate on top of the plate for it. That's fine. I, I, that's the only place for me that angel hair has. How do you feel about seasonal pasta? This is a very important question. That's interesting. Because hmm. there's a pumpkin ravioli month. Oh. And guess what month it is, Joe House? We are in that month right now, my it's, friend. It's October. It is October. Pumpkin ravioli. The question is, what sauce goes the best? So a lot of people do a, pumpkin a, a They do like a butter cream. brown, yeah, exactly. butter brown sugar and a little cream. Yeah, a little cream yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little sage. Now that that though that evokes all the beautiful. That's the beautiful fall palette, and it it certainly has a place, right? You you in the middle of October. Now here it's eighty degrees and sunny, and it's absolutely beautiful. And all I want to do is go have you know green things, although with that with a little steak, of course. But you know on the East Coast where it's cold, that pumpkin ravioli with the sage and the butter and the cream, and maybe you get a little protein with really that's great, really it's gratifying. Really gratifying. The other discussion we did not have is the bolognese, which so, I think should be in the pasta bar. But here's the problem: bolognese is like the veal chop. I'll it, eat it every time, but only like fifteen percent of the time is it really, really good. So here's the interesting it's, thing: a lot of people screw it up. John and Vinny's in L.A. Oh, which Kyle, Kyle's uh, favorite chicken parm place. Oh, that's how it's magnificent. Nobody's chicken taking me there. What do well, I have to do? It, to get it's available on Postmates, so that, that they oh, can tonight. take you. Chicken parm they, tonight? Yeah, we can do that tonight. And the salad. And the salad. But okay. Ben Simmons, my son Ben Simmons, favorite dish on the planet is their twice-cooked bolognese with the thick linguine. Oh, my God. And he just eats it like an animal. Are you kidding me? And That's it's so good, but it's like really thick bolognese. So here's what you could do at the elevated pasta bar. Twice-cooked bolognese. Yeah, well, and you don't have to have the meat in the sauce. You can have those ingredients separate and then create your own bolognese inside the pan. Because if you're making a proper bolognese, I, I think the, the way you do it is uh, the sauce is in there, it gets to a certain point, then you grab your linguine, it goes into to, that's what twice cooked. I think they, they mean they've boiled it a little bit. It's gotten to a certain point and then they finish it in the pan right. with the meat and the sauce. And all together, that's a single unified cohesive dish. That's just beautiful. Just it's luscious. also the tofu bolognese is really good. 
for the vegans, don't make fun. I like tofu. I think tofu is, can, I, can have its- I was making fun. I know what you're doing. Tofu and tomato sauce should not go together ever. Under it's a neutral, it's a, it's a neutral no, protein. I no, don't have any issue. Keep your tofu out of the tomato sauce. <laughs> Just keep it out. <laughs> well, maybe is that is that the ending note? Is that what we should end with? Keep your tofu out of Bill well, Simmons' bolognese. I, I just wanted to talk about John and Vinny's chicken parm really quickly. Please do. Because if you're not postmating it, if you're not postmating it and you're in LA, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's re- Kyle, wouldn't you say like uh it's almost baked? Almost seems like Yeah, it's not super crispy, but the cheese the is- cheese is like <sighs> really crowding the chicken in a way it's not just like they didn't fold the cheese on it. It's like they baked this cheese around the chicken. And when you bite it, it's like got hard parts. My favorite is with the chicken parm or like potatoes au gratin, the parts that get overcooked, like the burnt cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like almost all the way around it. It's like, like the burnt cheese bite. You've got my curiosity right now. And it's like, and then the other thing I hate with chicken parm is you stick your fork in and a lot of the cheese goes on the fork Yeah, and then it's not spread out even in the chicken parm. This one, it's almost perfect how spread across you, your fork goes through, you get a nice burnt cheese bite, but it sticks on the chicken with the right amount of tomato sauce, not too much sauce, but not too little either. It's like the right balance. Yeah, I agree with I, this. It's my number one chicken parm right now. Here's my question for you. Is the chicken breast or, or the the um, the flattened chicken, is it breaded? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, but it's served, It's it's, it's is it uh, obviously fried first or is it like baked in the, in the breading? What, what, do you, what is your I, perception? My guess is they fry the chicken. Mm-hmm. And then I like think they put fry. the cheese on it. Yeah, yeah, they light fry it. And then I think they put the uh, cheese on it with the tomato sauce. And, a bake and I think finish. they bake it. Okay. I think they like bake it in a skillet, which brings me back to one of my rules oh, in life house. I love this. Go ahead. It can never go wrong when a skillet's involved. This is a fact of life. In fact, another plug. I for- mean, if somebody's hitting you with a skillet, I guess it could go wrong. But <laughs> if it's food and there's a skillet, you're in good shape. This is one of the great innovations of the last half century to full 10 years. The the uh, flexibility and versatility of the cast iron skillet. Yeah. And how important Desserts. the cast iron to our, to our dining Pasta, enjoyment. That's right. Meats. Being able to go from the stovetop to the oven and back and what you could do with a steak, all kinds of proteins that way, or a delicious frittata. Shout out Adam Rappaport. Yeah, frittata? You can do a frittata and you don't have to, you can whip it up. Every All the ingredients, this is the thing about a beautiful properly sized skillet. It can be a full on all in one container for any kind of meal. Delicious uh, uh, complex or delicious simple. Your decision. So do you think a pasta bar like in New York City that is almost like there's a couple salad places now. Like we have one near near work here, Sweet Greens. We have Sweet Greens in it. DC. I think yeah. it was born in DC, in fact. It's an assembly line. Yeah. There's no cash. You can't tip anybody. Everything's baked into the price. You go down the line. You either tell them, I want one of the five salads on the thing. Excuse me. Or you make your own salad and you just be like, I want romaine. Can you put beets, carrots? Here are the dresses. And they just fly through. They slam the lid on it. You stick your credit card, you get it back, you're gone. And my question is, would that work with pasta bars? So here's my experience when in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, when I was a young, hardworking lawyer and my metabolism could handle a huge lunch. The old Ebbett Grill, the iconic old Ebbett Grill in Washington, D.C., had kind of a, a, a backdoor kitchen lunch stop. You could go, you had to go in through the, the office building 
that sort of houses a portion of Old Ebbet. And you get into this backdoor kitchen, and they would make for you a pasta to order. They had a pasta of the day, which ba- basically meant the uh, the protein, but they would make it up um, super fast. I don't know if you could do a pasta bar fast casual um, that would be that, – that, I just don't know. That'd be up to our standards. Yeah, that's right. But I do feel like it's a di- it's basically a different idea. A restaurant. We're we're going for the highest degree of yes, difficulty idea. But I right. think there's another version where it is like uh, it's the sweet greens for the pasta bar. I, I just wonder about that. It's, I also wonder how many people, people are eating pasta at lunch. That's what I'm asking. Twenty years ago, I think they were. And now, I know. This is why I don't understand. Like, there's a place, Soup Plantation. Okay. There's some in LA. It's like a soup, soup place and salads. I can eat soup for lunch. Au Bon Pan, we were in Indianapolis that time. We went there every day and they had all these soups. We did. The thing that nobody's mastered yet is the soup and salad that is like the sweet greens, basically, where it's just like they have awesome soups. You go in, you bang out, you ladle it, you come out and you're gone. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to have some mushroom soup and like a small salad. I'm done. That's what people, that's how a lot of people, I think, on the coast eat now. I don't know, in Texas, probably not. Florida, maybe. Florida, they're eating each other. (laughs) What, I can't insult people Florida? What are you talking about? I I, I didn't say a word. Yeah, right. Low-hanging fruit. I'm like, this is the low-hanging fruit podcast for me. (laughs) Pasta bar and low-hanging fruit with Bill Simmons. That's exactly right. Um, I'm more interested in having it in kind of a luxe setting. Not that it needs to be super high price. It could be super affordable. Yeah. Um, but I just want to see what a craftsman, a, a, a real kind of chef could do. Like, I just want to see what the endless possibilities are in terms of the ingredients and their own chef strategies for delivering the best. And what I really love is you don't have to get huge portions. You can just go back 10 times. I have an important question for you for tomorrow because we're watching basketball in my guest house four games at once tomorrow oh night, which is God, a Wednesday. Second, it's the first big night of the year. I'm so happy. Do you want my mom to cook for us? That is never a question that I hesitate over or around. The answer is always an unequivocal yes, maybe bordering on F yes. It's a yes. It's a capital Y. What's, it's an all caps yes. I have a capital. It's a zipper world. zone yes. It's a zipper zone yes. It's an all caps yes. Yes, I want your mother to cook for us. Yes. What is, you want brujols? You yes. want meatballs? Yes. Caesar? Yes. By the way, she she stepped up her Caesar game. It had been, you know, it's still a Hall of Famer, but yeah. it, had, it, had, it was lagging a little bit, and now something happened, and it's like back. Oh, my. It's back in a really big way. Nephew Kyle has had Jamie's food. Uh, well, I'm coming tomorrow. What's your right? favorite, Jamie? I'm not. Oh, you're invited. It's the Brazil. For I sure. don't. You might be banned from the house because we think you're back with your ex girlfriend. I'm not. I'm not. No, there's there's there's, there's a lot of suspicion. There's buzz. Sources yeah. say oh. Nephew Kyle last week was asking Carrie had access to a car. Nephew Kyle doesn't have a car. <laughs> the only person he knows who has a car is this girl that he used to date, who Uh-oh. he might be back together with. Uh, he's not you with. Might be just for the car. I was in. The, I was in the car, but I'm. You he might needs be the car. God damn it! You might be. Then you didn't come over for the Pats game. Oh boy! But we're I was very home. Suspicious. I was home. You guys were. You were running around. We're suspicious. Uh, you were running around doing Listen, parent stuff. Come on! I can't. When Zoe Simmons, my thirteen-year-old daughter, when she's like genuinely disappointed in you, <laughs> she's disappointed in me. It oh, breaks no. your. It breaks your soul. She has this look, and she just. It just goes through your whole body and your bones disintegrate. She lets out the sigh. That's the look she's going to have for you. 
She's going to look right into your eyes and it's going to break You're you. feeding her bad info. That's all, all I'm saying. All, all right. I can say <laughs> is let, let, say it ain't so, Kyle. It's I, Kyle. So Kyle might be invited tomorrow. We're deciding. We, gotta, right. we need more intel on this girlfriend situation. Okay. But I, I think- Extra bajol, just in case. We've, we've come up with the perfect menu for tomorrow night. And for the pasta bar, we want it to be, in the best case scenario, like a really fancy not, three chef, six pans going once omelet bar. Just but like then also stuff on the side. Yeah. So you can like help yourself. But you know the quality of the stuff on the side isn't going to be quite as good as the guy making it, whatever. Yeah. That's I or guy or gal. And uh I just guy or gal, good point. I just wanna I just wanna tr- like try it that way one time. If it maybe it exists, it could exist. Hungry homies, taste buds. If if this exists out there in this elevated way, belly source us. Hashtag belly source at the house of carbs is the Instagram. Hit us with a delicious customized pasta bar experience. And don't take anything I say personally, because I'm the same guy who will get gluten-free pizza, but then eat French fries with it. That's happened. <laughs> you, you, My dietary you habits don't do make sense either. But I don't <laughs> think soy should be with tomato sauce. Nobody take any offense. On that note, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Bill Simmons. Thank you. Taste Buds, my eternal gratitude and thanks to the Pod Father for joining us. Very, very happy to share with you his incredible views on the pasta bar. Before we get to food news, quick word from our pals at Diet Coke. Diet Coke continues to shake things up with a bold new look and four new delicious flavors. The OG. Diet Coke, it's there, it's available, has the same great taste, but they have added a little variety to your life. The feisty cherry, the twisted mango, the zesty blood orange, a ginger lime. These flavors are so bold, you are not going to be able to pick a favorite. I'm just going to tell you about one thing that I've done. Twisted mango and a giant slice of pizza. You may not think that those two go together. I'm here to tell you the sweet flavor of the twisted mango with the carbonation, and then you bite into a glorious, and I'm talking just a cheese slice, the combination of that salty, the heat, the little bit of acid that comes from the tomato sauce on this slice, and the twisted mango is there to refresh and cool the palate. Whether you are a longtime fan, my hungry homies, or just want to try something new, give Diet Coke a taste and you will see what I'm talking about. Diet Coke! Coke, because I can. All right, my taste buds, and now it is time for food news. Yo, Juliet. I'm back. <laughs> you are. This is the way it's going to go. Top and end of the show. Love it. Uh, it's great. That's how I feel best. Book ending Bill Simmons content. Yes. <laughs> Should we just move on? That was awkward. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All righty. So I got a few stories for you. The first one was DM'd to me. And to be honest, I left my phone in my office. Otherwise, I would say who sent it. But thank you to the person who sent me the story about the Golden Girls having a cereal. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And so this is your Twitter DM? Somebody slid in your Twitter no, DM? No, my Instagram DM. Instagram DM. That's where I prefer to be DM'd, to be honest. Twitter, Twitter's... Not my favorite platform. Instagram's more fun. Okay. And I certainly check it more. I'm like terrified to find out how much I I do. So, okay. So the Golden Girls have a cereal, but it's 
extremely limited edition. You can only get it at a couple places. Here's the deal. This is from peoplemag.com. You can now buy Golden Girls themed cereal. The blue multigrain loops called Funkos are sold at Target stores and in a few select online locations, including toywiz.com and morecarry.com. The box depicts the iconic sitcom's four central characters, Blanche, Dorothy, Sophia, and Rose, in an anime-style illustration and boasts a collectible figurine inside. The manufacturer of the cereal also makes the toy. On the back of the box, underneath the kid-friendly maze, Funko wrote a sweet note to, fan- to fans of TV and nostalgia. Hey kids, remember when it, what it was like to sit in front of a TV on Saturday morning and watch cartoons while eating your favorite cereal? Well, Funko does, so we're bringing back Saturday morning to kids of all ages with our new sugar-toasted Funkos. And remember, always have fun. Okay, so this is really weird because the Target demo of this cereal has no idea who the Golden Girls are. In fact, The Ringer just did all of these TV like NBA teams as TV titles, and one of them for the Golden State Warriors, we did the Golden Guys. And, of course, everyone liked it because it's a great jingle, one of the best of all times. Thank you for being a friend. Terrific. But, like, most of our staff has never seen the show and doesn't right. care about it at all. Indeed. So, like, this is really, really weird. I agree. And I it feels like the weird is deliberate. This is a deliberate weird to create a unique and, uh, you know, uh, for, for, for a sort of uh, cult-driven, cult maybe is the wrong word, but people that like to be in on something that uh, has a nostalgic element to it. The thing that, that sold me on the story is the figurine. So that that uh, that makes it interesting. So the, you would get this for the for the doll. Are you yeah. familiar with Funko dolls? No. You've seen them. They're like these dolls with like the, like a large kind of like squarish head. Okay. And then it's like a kind of like an anime version of like famous characters like there's all these Game of Thrones Funko dolls I'm positive you've seen one of them. I'm sure I've seen I'm sure it I just like, didn't know it was I'm called I'm sure there's that. like a cap a, like a, a sports analog for this too I mean I just thought like a bobblehead is all I think kind of like you're... a bobblehead yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. kind of thing yeah. exactly I get it um, so that aspect of it I think might sort of create um, some some interest but you're, it's it's so weird that it may not work because when was the last time Golden Girls was on television like the early '90s at the latest, it it's been a like really it, right? long time. A really long time, and a pretty random show yeah. of all the shows. It's really weird. It does have like an internet cult following for yeah, some reason. That's what I'm wondering about. I guess, but like, I just feel like Betty White's been old for so long. No shots at Betty White. Like no, I, this whole thing is weird. I but mean, that's that that that's exactly right. Uh, the um, internet interest, I I I guess, is sufficient to have people. It, who makes this? Who who is the maker of the cereal? Um, excellent question. I think it's just Funko. There's no like partner that's indicated, like oh, General like, Mills or whatever. Yeah. It seems like a cereal you don't eat. It seems like you put it on the shelf, right? I, I agree. Guess, you it also it. it looks like a blue Cheerio, which is like not appetizing. So it's not to be eaten. You want to go try and find these boxes so you can put them on a shelf somewhere it and actually, show the doll. It looks like a like a deep a deep blue Applejack. Actually, okay. well, it's I, not good. I wish him the best of luck. It, I don't think it's going to go well, but it's it a limited edition. Okay. It's really weird. Um, okay. Moving right along. This is something that I'm act- actually interested in, and this comes to us from Food Beast. It's a story about ramen. Last oh, year. Love ramen. Me too. And another item as well, which I also love. 
Last year, Pringles got a lot of people talking when they dropped a top ramen-flavored potato chip. This year, they're flipping the script and teaming up with Super Cup to imbue ramen with two of its iconic flavors. Pringles' jalapeno onion and sour cream and onion flavors will be available in instant noodle form, all all part of Super Cup's 30th anniversary celebration. In addition, Super Cup soy ramen and squid dry noodle flavors will be made into Pringles potato chips starting October 23rd. Both will be available only in Japan. Once again, Japan's got all the good snacks. Why why are they only available in Japan? I want to try the squid Pringles. I don't know. I I also, sour cream and onion is just like a great like chemical flavor. It's not a real flavor. It's like cherry. It's like cherry and grape candy. Like that's not what cherry or grape tastes like. It's its own thing. Correct. Sour cream and onion doesn't taste like sour cream or onion or the two together, but no. it doesn't matter. No, it is its own unique right in our in the uh the industrialized world. Yeah, it's a synthetic flavor. Palette. It's a synthetic flavor that we all know what the taste is, though. We all know what it is. Yeah, and I and love that it. Taste in ramen sounds kind of delicious. Yeah, definitely. I'm into it. It tastes like college. Sounds like college. It does. Uh, that's exactly right. I think they've got their demo figured out for that as yeah. well. <laughs> they absolutely must. Okay. And one more for you, House, about it fast food, obviously. I just feel like fast food is is the food news gift that keeps on giving. Well, it really is on brand with House of Carbs. Yeah, of course. I, by the way, pretty much today we're doing NBA Preview Palooza. I've basically exclusively eaten carbs. So... Congrats. Yeah. Thanks to Medicino Farms for lunch. That was delicious. Not that it was free. We paid for it. Yeah. Still Um, delicious. (laughs) Okay. This is from QSRmagazine.com. And they did a study that says the fastest drive-through in America. Are you ready? Could you guess? Uh, Taco Bell. No. Uh, You obviously don't go to Taco Bell drive-through. It's not fast. (laughs) The fastest one is Burger King. Huh. Customers wait an average three minutes and 13 seconds. I would not have guessed that. And I'm going to say this. I don't think it speaks well of Burger King. (laughs) Not a good stat. Not a good that You don't want to win that one. Not something to be proud of. If you don't already have. See, make it your own way and fastest drive-through. You can have it your way and fastest drive-through. Those seem incompatible to me. Yeah. Right. Like if, if if you are suggesting to me that you are taking fresh meat and grilling it customized for me with my uh, flavor toppings and, you know, preparing it in a manner that gets it all the way from the wherever it's been stored in the refrigerator to the grill cooked perfectly, cheese melted, ingredients on into a wrapper and into a bag and all that's happening in, in three minutes. I'm suspicious. That's the way I'll put it. I'm suspicious. It can't be made to order in three minutes and 13 seconds. It seems like you can't have it your way if it's going to be ready that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In case you're wondering, number two is Dunkin', which is understandable. That makes perfect sense. Coffee already brewed. Donuts already Coffee and donuts. Yeah. Bang. Totally. Even an egg sandwich is like, just heat it up, you know? Yes. That's what they do, literally. It's a microwave sandwich. Which is fine. It's fine. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest about what it is and move on. They they don't, they don't know pretension. It's not like they hide it. It's not like, oh, we're going to the kitchen. They don't. They just take it, take it out of the container, throw it in the machine, and then it comes out hot, and it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I love Duncan. Yeah, I always me have. Too. You're never I gonna was, get me to bad, say a bad thing. When it opened in New York City, I was thrilled as a as a high school student. I was just like, "This is incredible!" It opened near my parents. There used to be like one, and it was on like 44th and Lex, and it was very inconvenient. You'd go out of your way though. Yeah, of course. Occasionally, of course. And then it opened right near my parents, and I was like, "Well, this is fantastic." Winner. Um, number three, KFC. Also not surprising. Yeah, right. That's that chicken's have, already fried. The potatoes are made from a powder. 
It's fine. I would have guessed KFC first. And then you know what? It's KFC Taco Bell for the almost entirely in in my experience in the Washington, D.C., greater metropolitan area. There are no standalone KFC or or Taco Bell. They're all co-joined. Oh, right. For the drive-thru, for the drive-thru. Like the song, I'm at the Pizza Hut, I'm at the Taco Bell, I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Do you know that song? No, but I it feels like uh, I should know it. Oh, my goodness. Sounds like a Google search. It was by a band that's no longer together whose name I'm blanking on, and I'm sure many people will tweet at me about it. Whatever. (laughs) It's fine. Um, That's the food news this week, House. We did a great job. We covered off a lot of important uh, topics, as always. We did. Uh, Look forward to talking to you at the beginning and the end of next week's show. It's going to be really good. All right, Taste Buds, there we go. Another incredible house of carbs in the books. I'm serious. Hit us with some belly sourcing. If you have been to a pasta bar that needs to be called to our attention, you know how to do it. Hashtag belly sourcing on the Instagram at the House of Carbs. I want to see what you are putting together. Show me in the pod, Father, what you are doing at the pasta bar. We are coming back next week. We have an incredible guest. I am not going to tease it one bit. When you see the name, you're going to be like, oh, my God, House of Carbs is moving up in the world. That's the way that I – that was my reaction. Unbelievable. Until then, my hungry homies, let's stay hungry out there.